Flogcast may occasionally contain explicit content that makes it not safe for work or for minors. It also doesn't provide an excuse to use the same words on Bay 13. Normal Bigfooty rules still apply. Cypher, you morgue. All right, so this is the <laughs> vlogcast for round 19. The emotionally checked out tiger from Richmond Starburns is here, and I'm joined by Bigfooty's number one exporter of baby formula from Hawthorne Penal. G'day. The head of security on the white Collingwood thread, Morgan Ashley. Hello. The vlogcast's very own French connection, Les Grill. Bonjour. And the Clayton Oliver of Mods Cookson. Should I have insulted about being a diver or a ranger? Well, the more you run precedent, was what I was going with. <laughs> yeah. But this is actually a really significant episode, which has snuck up a little bit. This is episode 150 of the Flogcast. We are at Club Life membership appearances yeah, so here. We're all getting chaired off except for Dan. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it fitting? I think there needs to be a special uh, appeared in the 150th episode badge. <laughs> a gold one? Maybe a Maybe make it gold, yeah. We should mint a special medal for this event as well. Mm. It's got to be an Oscars-style setup, though. If you get the medal minted, you can't just sell it off for, well, presumably in the Flogcast, crack or baby <laughs> formula in your case, penal. Not like toilet speed. <laughs> <laughs> no, cannot be redeemed for toilet speed. We'll go straight into <laughs> goo or tears. Who wants to go first? I'm going to have goo. I'm going to have serious goo and congratulatory goo and feel-good goo. Alex Fasolo. I mean, he's had his struggles, but it's good to see him coming back and playing some fantastic football. So, well done, Alex. Doing Should well. we come back a week later? <laughs> he's been kicking yeah, goals from the boundary line. He's just doing everything. Shut up, Pythi. I'll seriously... We'll start a GoFundMe page and get you your 34 fucking dollars. <laughs> it's a fucking good story. Oh, thank you, Brendan Bolton. Well, he hasn't got any fucking good stories. So. <laughs> He's got a lot of rising stars, though. Oh, well. He's probably lost his smile, Bolton. He might not have any depressed players, but he got fucking depressed supporters. <laughs> Boom. I've got the blues. <laughs> I finally found out where why Beyond Blue is called Beyond Blue. They <laughs> <laughs> haven't got the blues. They're Beyond Blue. <laughs> <laughs> They're beyond the blues. They've microwaved those memberships or tor- destroyed their memberships like that one flogger this week. Yeah, so any further elaboration on that? Just a good story? you after the game was magnificent. Yes. It, was, it was honest. It was raw. It was fantastic. I've got to say, I hated, well, not hated, hate's a strong word, but I really thought he was a flog. And then the way he's gone through this whole situation, it's been nothing short of admirable. I think all people did, or all non-Collingwood supporters did think he was a bit floggish because of his but flamboyant I, I think ways. You can just say, I think everyone thought he was a flog. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, More or less, what yeah. got me was that game 
last season where he goes, yeah, I guess I'm a bit of an entertainer. And then, yeah, I didn't think that much of him. And then, but yeah, going through this and just doing it, how he's done it with all the uh, outside noise, thanks to Robbo. I think it's, yeah, <laughs> he had himself on the back. So, so you're saying Robert, you're I'm saying sure Robbo had a big, played a big role in make, in humanizing him. No, 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 not at all. Like, <laughs> I mean, if you're going through what Pasolo's going through and have that buffoon, you know, bring it up and... Yeah, try to stir the pot almost. Yeah, well, I mean, that's something that no one should have to go through. So you get some thumbs up from me too, but that's not my goo. What is your goo then? We'll ben on. Brown. Ah, oh, the nearly Coleman medal leader. Oh, my God. It, it's just like... One of the goofiest looking dudes you'll ever see playing footy, wearing the number 50 Guernsey, just playing like a man possessed. It is a thing of beauty. Imagine how good he'd be with actually good delivery. <laughs> yes, absolutely, yeah. True cult figure 50 and the goofy huh. hair and all that. Like, he's the sort of person you'd expect to be an absolute yeah. battler, judging by all of that when you throw that sort of together. But then... He should yeah. be Mason Cox. He shouldn't be Buddy Franklin. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much right. Yeah. I get what you say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just he's, a, it's just a good old fashioned footballer. He's not fantastic to watch as a neutral. It's so good to go to a game every week and watch a lead up forward just present and run and kick accurately and just and mark and play great football. And he's really consistent. Yeah, I can't yeah. wait for him to come to Collingwood. <laughs> oh. oh. Not. How are you going to fit him in with Chris Main on your salary cap? Oh, because we'll trade him still side bottom. Or Pendlebury to Adelaide. Oh, Pendlebury to <laughs> Melbourne. Who gives a fuck? What do we have? We have a surplus of mids. What do you need? Mids. <laughs> mids. Um, anyone that can actually get on the park and not. You don't need forwards. We need forwards. So we can do a deal for you. Anyway, great goo. I've loved every bit of goo so far. He's a good well, story. Who's got, who else has goo? Well, I, I, I'll see. I'll see if Morgs likes this goo as well. It's goo for everyone on the Flogcast favourite country, Ireland, and the Ireland Football Factory that's producing a bunch of uh, talented rangers that uh, are now on the Hawthorne list. And one of them made their debut on the weekend, and just another, just another one of our excellent youth that we've unearthed this year. And this guy, Connor Glass from Ireland, he just looked like a 200-game veteran out there the way he attacked the ball. And it's safe to say that uh, Fremantle got glassed. So thank you. <laughs> thank you, Ireland. And long may the Flogcast relationship with the, the Irish people continue. Hasn't Fremantle's season just shattered, really? Well, they, they had a terrible percentage when they were in, like, fourth or fifth spot, though. Like, there were some flukish fucking wins. You know, they had to... They needed Richmond to choke, they needed North to choke, and they needed Melbourne to choke. Like... Yeah. They had a few fluke wins in between a whole bunch of 10-goal losses. Yeah. And so they were, like, 6-3 so. and three with 80%. Their current position is true to where they belong. I guess... Yeah, well, I guess so, yeah. Teams are getting I mean, found out a bit. Like, Dan talks, oh, everything's that everyone's average and shit. The pecking order's starting to establish a little bit. Like, you know, Hawthorne and Sydney after shit starts are coming back and Frio's started to fall away. The Suns are starting to fall away. And the Pies are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you set up for another 10th place finish, I think, Morgs, or thereabouts. Can't wait. How great. Does Nathan stay? Yes, because we just got rid of the scapegoat. <laughs> See you later, 
this is this is the greatest thing I ever ever could have happened. Because I got that email today and I was like, fuck yes. You know what this means? This means we fired someone and we don't have to fire the goats. Best two words in English language. Scape, goat, scape, goat, scape, goat. <laughs> I even went to the Collingwood board to tell them that we found ourselves a scapegoat, but they didn't really like it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not Nathan's fault. It's Gary. I was about they to belong say in the Jeff. black pert thread. Yeah, the whole board's in the black thread now. There isn't even a white thread anymore. They've given up. <laughs> like they're, they're... Your best win of the season and there's no more white thread. No, they, there had to be a mod note, like an edit to the OP of the game day thread, saying if you were going to support West Coast, they had to do it somewhere else. <laughs> what? Because you couldn't actively support West Coast in the Collingwood game day threats, so you had to go elsewhere. How do you um not actively go for your side in a game day threat? Because you don't want them to win because you want the coach to be fired. Oh, my fucking God. Uh, <laughs> big footy. Jesus. Anyway, I've got goo, and it is very gooey goo. And I'm gooey for Dugowie, <laughs> who was fucking brilliant. He was on fire. He was very, very good. Go and change your fucking vote in that poll, you oh, morons. You got there earlier than I thought. I was going to bring this up at Flog of the Week time, because after your very first initial post, that became a bit of a melty sort of rant, Morgs. I know. Oh, God, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> I'm self-aware enough to know that I got a bit mad. <laughs> Fucking F-dog, qu- qual- you idiot. Quality bump. <laughs> but oh, it didn't was need to a go deserved bump. Whoever went in there and called him vanilla, oh, I could punch you in the face. Vanilla goo. Oh, someone called him vanilla, oh, I nearly cried. Fucking morons. Four goals, dragged his team over the line. Brilliant. What's Should Laverty make him captain. Nothing. <laughs> if Laverty stood up in my cereal, I wouldn't know who he was. It's because he's been injured. <laughs> Haven't you read all the posts? He's injured, injured, injured. No, he played Sounds last like... week. He played on Saturday. I still don't know who first, he is. First game back, you can't criticise him. He's like Nathan Freeman. He's just been injured. No, 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 no. <laughs> Guess who got injured again? Nathan <laughs> Freeman. What? It's a minor injury. It's but... not hammies. Cookie, did For you get a tag on can... Saturday? Did you see it? Yes, For I those did. those of you that have been on big footy yonks and yonks ago, is it another Courtney Johns situation? Because Courtney Johns was supposed to be the messiah to resurrect. <laughs> Nothing will come close to Courtney John. (laughs) What about the prototype? Well, he has the best and fairest at least. Wow. He should have retired. Anyway, there's been a a few ethnic players who have meant to revolutionise football. It's not just uh, John's, it's (laughs) just a first long line. Remember. Boring, boring, boring. If his name was John Smith, no one Oh, my God. I saw him mention people talking up how he's not far off bets for All-Australian selection on the fucking rolling All-Australian thread yesterday, and I went, you're fucking kidding me, right? Someone said he's only five goals behind bets because of goal assists. And I was just like, well, who would... Apparently, if you add goals to goal assists, he's only five off bets. And it's just like, well, I don't give a fuck. There's more to it than simply just stats like that. Bets is that far ahead of him, so is Robbie Gray. That's some gray magic. Fantasia's just a, got a stupid fucking name. Yeah. There we go. Uh, J- Jay Neagle is the person I was thinking of. <laughs> <laughs> the fat guy, wasn't he? He was a fat one, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's, he was a father-son, wasn't he? Merv Neagle's yeah. kid. Kepler Bradley as well. Don't forget him. Don't forget old Kepler. 
lord. I've got tears if Morgs is done. Bumba. Are you dried out? What? Yep. <laughs> I have tears for the Richmond Football Club. And it's not the on-field stuff. It's the what's come to light this week about our honorary position or honorary ambassador or whatever the fuck that is. And I'm disappointed Dan's not here for this because it's a favourite subject of his. But um, the honorary ambassador, George Pell at Richmond. <laughs> and the gutless decision from Brendan Gale not to completely cut ties on that and saying he's innocent till proven guilty. Well, you know what? This isn't one of your players. This is a guy who threw his teeth about whether he'd been told about all this shit or covered it up. And if he wasn't lying, he's purely incompetent. This guy should have nothing to do with the football club and they should have cut ties long ago. And when it came out this week, they should have got the fuck out of there. And honestly, this is embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. And it's made worse by the reaction. It's like the sponsorship thing. Like, remember when I think Melbourne cut ties with a sponsor or something? Yes, the guy had Just those creepy over, Jack Watsons. Where it just yeah, some, some, in guy, family's living some room. guy had a nutso post on social media and then yeah. just, you know, cut ties. Yes. Yeah. But how many times... We're not co- there's no contract in place. Protect the image of your club, you just say... We're not dealing with you anymore. Yeah, there's no con- there's no contract yeah, in place. There's no business? there's no money changing hands. There's no promotional whatever. Just say fuck it. Don't want you anymore. Like, You're a kitty fiddling twat. Get yeah, out of here. It, it, yeah, or at, and it, and if he's not, he's at least looked after quite a few of them. So well, that's exactly he's an enabler. Right. At, at, at best, he's an enabler. Oh, this is so wrong to be talking about this. It's truly infuriating. We're having such a good year, and. I don't think this is the last we'll hear about it because I reckon on the verge of finals, it'll probably still be going. And the amount of people who blindly will defend the club on this just has me baffled. Well, well, I can think of one who might uh, want to defend the club. The boys. The boys, oh. because like, like surely he's Birds responsible feather, for bringing hell to the club in the uh, in the first place. Um, <laughs> Richmond, cut your ties for fuck's sake! It's disgusting. It's you know. W- Having a pretty good year, and you go and do this. Mm. A good year, good year, tires. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go to the recaps <laughs> if we're done on all the gore tiers. And I think we'll begin with Collingwood and West Coast, the closest game of the round, probably the most significant fallout one way, both ways, really. West Coast uh, pretenders couldn't get done. Melbourne went to sleep. Collingwood are uh, the real deal. The real deal. <laughs> Tell us more about this real deal. <laughs> it's happening. Well, well, yeah, some some guys started a thread on the main board saying they have a top four quality list. <laughs> There's that, been a lot of Mong posts on the main board this year. The bait is more balanced than the main board at the moment. It always has, always been. has been. Always has been. No, I, I will say that the main board has gotten better since uh, they kicked forward press off there <laughs> because there were... There are about three ridiculous threads on Friday night, and uh, one, one was about Geelong constant diving, and two were ridiculous rule changes like um, different Multiple. weight divisions and everyone <laughs> having to play equal game time, so you couldn't just leave your stars out there. And they all, they all got left up, like, and in previous years they all would have been, been taken down by little Hitler, but... <laughs> They all got left up, so Man of I think the main board is improving. And they left uh, they left Mario's post up too. Oh, the Collingwood, Collingwood one. He got owned on the second post. 
<laughs> but what else do we yeah. have on? There weren't too many supporters at your game, Morgs. It's like, I know it was Eddie had, but... I wasn't there. Whoa. Because <laughs> I was there, have you been paying attention? Oh, were you paying attention to and football? Sta- yeah, and it started at four. Like, I had to be there at four, so I couldn't, and I didn't get the tickets. My brother didn't. I felt bad and didn't want to say no. Anyway, so my absolute surprise when I opened my phone after it finished, and I did, like, a slow roll. So I covered my screen with my hand, and I moved it over slightly to the left and seen West Coast scored 85 points, and then I seen... Eight points was the margin. Somebody won, and then I slid, slid my hand over and seen the D of Collingwood, and I lost my shit. I was so fucking happy. Anyway, so I went home and watched the replay. With eight minutes, five minutes to go even, you still couldn't see how we were going to win. Like, And I knew the result. It was so weak from West Coast, from the position they're in, Like, and I say that well, as a it, Richmond supporter. Because I thought it was pretty predictable in that West Coast just stopped and went into their shell. Like, you could see it when Darling was running the clock down with a minute into the quarter, trying to to be aware of the clock and run the clock down. Uh, You just saw their instinct was to not lose the game, not try and actually... Put your foot down and win it. They, they started coasting. It's not like it's not like they were desperately trying to hang on. It's just like they issued they went into junk time mode. Yeah, like, like five minutes too early. Seven minutes about that. They're kicking the ball around like icing the clock. I was like, far too early to be doing that shit. Yeah, far too early. And Elliot, yo, you fucking knobhead, <laughs> don't celebrate a goal until it goes through. Did he celebrate <laughs> that early? Yep. Gave it the big fist pump. Fucking idiot. Oh, I think um, there's a couple of uh, examples of that going from a number of other clubs. Um, won't be the first or the last to do that. No, but I thoroughly enjoy every time. That, that would have been the sealer, though, if he'd done that. Yeah, that would have been, been, that the would've been yeah. nail in yeah. the coffin. Like, and he had a real shit-eating grin on his face. Fucking oh, messed so it. it so not. he pulled a liver. Yeah. Or Nathan. Nathan did that, didn't he? In an Anzac Day game. Don't talk about Nathan. <laughs> Sorry. I, no. I have the power to kick you off, and I will. <laughs> You've got no time for these Northies, do you? I've got no time for you, this anti-Buckley agenda. Oh, I'm not the kind of the... I'm just saying, even the great ones do it. Some other player do it like two years ago, and it looked really... No, Ballantyne. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's oh, the one. The it couldn't happen yeah. to a better player, too. Just the reaction <laughs> as he falls to the ground with hands on his face. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's probably going to be the signature moment of his career too. <laughs> like, like getting hit. In the yeah, I was going to well. say the only other thing would be him getting hit in the face. That well, and there's the scarlet punch as well. None of those three reflect particularly well on him. I wonder no. why that is. What about the um, the stuff up at the um, grand final? <laughs> well, which one, really? Yeah, well, it's, it's uh, not one defining he's, moment. It's one defining. Yeah, moment. he's got a, just a Leon Davis. Leon highlights combination. Um, <laughs> he, yeah, his highlights package at the end of the career is not going to be great, is it? No, the Valentine oh, Hall of Shame. Depends on who you support, really. Oh, it's great bay fodder. Do we have any more on Collingwood West Coast? Yeah, no. Like Morg said, there was. You just watch because I watched the game. Just watching it, there were, you thought there's no way Collingwood are going to win this. And then they kicked a couple of goals, and even then you sort of started to think, yeah, Eagles have got this comfortably. Then they get within uh, 12 or so points, and you think, hang on a sec, mm. they're, they're, they're really in trouble. Like, and I think that was, 
largely because they started icing the clock too early, it just gave the game that feel that it was in, it was just playing out time. Mm. When in reality, there was more time than that really did, or that that really um, deserved at it's, that moment. It's, it's, you take the foot like, off the gas, it's really hard to get going again. Like, I see that with teams. I think the stat was like half their midfield, so Shuey, Sheed, and a couple other players Brutus. didn't didn't lay a tackle, didn't have a contested possession in the last quarter it was or like last 10, 10 or 11 minutes. players didn't, and there was yeah, a whole bunch in yeah. the midfield, including our friend Matt Prittis. Yeah, he might be cooked, unfortunately, but he's contracted for next year, which will make the Eagles board interesting viewing, if uh, nothing else. Speaking of Eagles board, I saw a post there after the game. I don't know if it got mashed on, but uh, it was saying... Chris Mainwaring would be uh, more use than Andrew Gaff right about now. I love a Mainwaring joke. <laughs> Do you think Simpson's not the dude for the job? They're probably going to replace him with Sam Mitchell next year because he's not got a contract and surely they can't keep both him and Prittis on. Because that really worked well for Buckley and Voss and Hurd and... Buckley actually yeah, was an assistant. The, the difference between Sam Mitchell and those three guys is Sam Mitchell's not a complete fucking retard. <laughs> and he won't try and dope his players. That's That should be the uh, the first sign of a good coach. Um, but the plan was always to have him hone his coaching skills at a lesser club and then bring him back to Hawthorne as, as the man to succeed Clarkson in a couple of years' time. So I don't really care if he goes over to West Coast and you know, fucks their list up a bit. In fact, it's probably to his advantage, too, because he'll get to uh, be one less club to worry about when he takes the reins at us. That's very Hawthorne board of you. Just on this, did anybody see <laughs> the Tyson Goldstack exchange with the fan? Twitter? Yeah, on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the Collingwood fan thought Brownie was still at Collingwood. <laughs> That's the second, oh. time, the second time in two weeks that Tyson Goldstack shut somebody down on Twitter. It was very reminiscent of Beveridge being asked about Will Mins. <laughs> yeah, except it wasn't a journey. Jay Clark tweeted last week, Tyson Goldsack says Nathan Buckley is in best coaching form of his career. And then some person on Twitter, Barry Vale Farms, said, because he's the only coach that actually played him. <laughs> Barry Vale Farms, his actual name on Twitter is hashtag who is Jaron Geary. And... Tyson Coltsack said, played a few minutes against the Saints about seven years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Shut down, stupid St Kilda supporter. Let's go to the next one, which was the Crows and Geelong. So, didn't really expect this. No. All you have to do is beat Rory Sloan and you beat Geelong, yeah? Mm. I beat Adelaide. Geelong just lacked a midfield to do that. They run one way. They probably wish they had a player of the calibre of Daniel Howe on their list instead of Patrick Dangerfield. Who the hell's Richard Douglas? <laughs> he's been around a while. He'd be, yeah, he's been around a while. He'd be a very handy sixth mid at some clubs. Unfortunately, the Crows, he plays third mid. I'm not a big rat for, Colin, uh, for Geelong at the moment. I just don't think they're that good a side. I mean, when you're carrying players that are underperforming like, you know, Hawkins. And your mate. You want to talk about my mate Motlop, my club's target. If you meet, believe some <laughs> media outlets. If that happens, I'm I'm not going to be a happy guy because if you watched him on Friday night, he was deplorable. He's not going anywhere. Like the entire AFL were offered him last year, 
at basically taking pleas and they said no. Yeah. He, he will just settle in casually at Geelong where they will have him. They'll pay him a cut price rate because that's all he'll get. Otherwise, he'll end up... And if he doesn't take that at Geelong, he'll probably end up like Xavier Richards. Yeah, probably, yeah. Surely no one's dumb enough to... I don't take think even punt. Brisbane will go there with the money like, and they have the cap space. Like We're talking Brisbane no, it, North. It, I guess it would have to be a desperate coach under pressure a bit like the wells and main thing last year like if you've got a this coach under worse, pressure though. who might be who might be tempted for short-term results so i guess we'll have to see what plays out with the, the couple of coaching positions so but this is even worse than having those two because like say what you want about daniel wells was had the injuries chris main at least had heart and would work hard and you're hopefully trying to change some of but yeah, I guess they they both both those guys would adhere to club standards yes. about you know skin fold levels and attacking the football, going diet, hard alcohol. In Motlop's case, if Geelong's culture couldn't bring him into line, what club has a hope? There's very few clubs that could legitimately. To be say. fair, to be fair, Geelong's culture is fucking deplorable. <laughs> I mean, they they gave birth to the fucking Selwood Duck Machine which was out in full force again on, on Friday night. And now they've got Paddy Dangerfield in on the act with his pathetic dives. I think Motlop is, is the, the rule, not the exception down at Geelong. Maybe, maybe he would thrive in a club with a superior culture. Yeah, maybe he, maybe he would. Why don't you have him at Hawthorne? Ah, oh, because no, I think I, 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 I think he'd fit. I think, in, I think he'd fit I think in great we're at pretty well, you, you take him. You I take think him. we're pretty well stocked for. I think uh, he's a free agent, so you won't even need a trade for him, which is good because you don't have any draft picks to do it. So I think you should just take him. You've made a compelling case. You have a fantastic culture that can really turn him around. I, I think we're pretty well stocked in that department. Oh. I think Will Langford is the superior <laughs> forward prospect, even though he can't kick. But any more on Motlop? the grill not really i think he i think you guys just summed it up he's a fat cowardly lazy football yeah yeah he's reached the same point his cousin reached in his later years at port yeah except without ever hitting like there was a period year or two there where daniel motlock was really good or you know not not fantastic but certainly a above standard afl footballer and he just fell off a cliff Stephen always threatened like look yeah. to be looked like he could be even better and he'll just never get just there never and lived up, up to that. He's been, I, I reckon with with the culture that hardwick's instilled really uh tough culture we don't need him we've got we've got it we've already got we are well stocked at that position we have plenty yeah, but it, i know some people on the st kilda were like oh we should give him a guy and reasonable people were like no he's shit i mean don't pick him. If anyone wants him, tell him to get stuffed. He'd be an upgrade on Castagna. No, but he's too lazy. At least Castagna chases. And we get Seinfeld pumps. I'd rather at least one less talented guy who adds pressure than Stephen Motlop being as talented as he wants to be and plodding around like a fat, lazy bastard. Because Castagna will lose his spot next year when Shea Bolton's got a little bit more in the legs. But anyway, anything else on Motlop or Geelong or Adelaide? What did you all think of... Dangerfield's disgusting dive. Sorry, I'm leading with the question a bit there. It's a bit very police constable of me. Mm. <laughs> Piss weak, appalling, shambolic, farcical, a black day for Australia sport, apocalyptic. And Duckwood got into a bit of a tangle with uh, Riley Knight or 
Another no-name Crows mid. I got not much out of that game. Alex Keith played his first game um, after playing in the Big Bash. He was doing really well, then Harry Taylor just actually kicked goals on him, which is not a good sign. I, f- I feel like there's a uh, Harry Taylor finals predictor <laughs> waiting to be made, because I think he, he kicked a bit. He kicked a bag against the dogs as yep. well. So Nothing else on the Crows. Rory Sloan was fantastic um, off a concussion. Nothing else to add? Nothing at all. Let's not curse the man. <laughs> oh, someone's gun shy. Let's go to uh, Richmond versus GWS. The Giants are on the skids, haven't won in five weeks. When I saw the quarter time score, I'm thinking, oh yeah, GWS probably going to win this. Then, well, they disappeared for the rest of the game. Well, I will sum this up for you. We were in dead trouble, and then along came Toby Green. Thank you, Toby Green, for <laughs> rancid, done a really stupid act and put Stevie J on his ass with a bump when the ball was out of bounds, ready to be thrown in, giving away a free kick in front of goal with the score at 22 to 1 or whatever it was. And Stevie J would have been lining up, and in comes Toby Green. Hard bastard that he is, and wax rants in the face. First reversal of a free kick I reckon I've seen in ages. They're usually letting him get away with it these days, if you, unless you're really stupid. And then from there, it was all Richmond. And Green just kept giving us free kicks by hitting people and fucking up. It was... Yeah, fired your boys up, I guess. And then, and then the rain came, and when, when it rains, if you want it more, you win. It's pretty simple like that. And they didn't want it as much, apart from Callum Ward. But... For a very talented footballer, Toby Green might be the dumbest footballer in the AFL. I mean, if you would have thought, re- like, he's, he's been back in the side for, what, five or six weeks since the Daniel one. Mm. You would have thought, like, you'd want to try and be on your best behaviour out there and not just cop a guy flush in the face <laughs> right in front of the umpire. Especially when you're a key player. It's just absolutely no... Mike, because think of it this way. If you're 22 points up, at that stage, and clearly on top as they were. In a game like that where, effectively, at that stage, it looked like they might cruise, do you want to get suspended in a game where you've cruised to victory? Mm. It's just like it's not like you're even getting suspended in a close, heated stoush. It's like you're well and truly on top, and then you start going the knuckle. Usually that's what happens when you're losing, or, yeah, it's just, it defies... You're trying it back into it. Yeah, it defies logic. And, and their forward line just does not really function without him, so they're going to have some oh. some trouble winning and kicking a score. Yeah, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but they miss Reese Palmer, which is bizarre. But it, with Stevie J being cooked, he'd he'd have been perfect for just someone down there who chases hard, a bit more accountable, and doesn't snipe. They're on the skids; they're in trouble. They could, if they don't reverse their form, they could miss finals. Nah, they play Freo but, next week. But also, a lot of teams that have won. One grand finals have gone through this kind of rut, so close to finals. I think Hawthorne a couple of years ago was the same way. Everyone was going, yep, they finally plateaued. But it really depends. This, I mean, they this, make... this is this is a bit more than a rut, yeah. though. Like this is a full scale capitulation. Like they're three losses, they're in two the, draws. Their form is as bad as West Coast's. Mm. Like if you were to have a look at the last month ladder, they'd be pretty close to the bottom. Now that even Brisbane have a win, and I think North might have a win in that time period. So we haven't won for a long time. Okay, <laughs> maybe you're on the bottom, but they're second bottom just about. And they gave Leon Cameron they gave Leon Cameron an extension this week. They can't afford to pay him out. Uh, I don't know. I think it's maybe just the the players getting a bit ahead of themselves. 
after the sort of pre-season and mid-season talk of flag favouritism. Drinking their like, own bathwater. They are a bunch of big egos, big heads down at the Giants, so whatever the giant version of bathwater is, <laughs> they've been sloping it down. Been bathing in fucking orange banter drinking it. <laughs> they didn't want it when the rain came down and it was so obvious from that point. The white flag went up from most of them. They didn't want to get dirty and that's a real concern. Because that's what finals are going to be. Uh, do you think yes. Richmond can finish top four? Mm, I'm going to say no. I'm thinking. I'm thinking fifth's probably more likely. We do have a game against Geelong to come, and we got a couple of iffy ones against Hawthorne. A trip to Perth to play Freo, which we probably should win, but you never know. And St Kilda in the last round, which depending on where St Kilda are at, who knows? Uh, could that could be Revolt's last game? They might get up. So nah. Um, I'm not thinking top four at the moment. Hey, we've got the Gold Coast next week, so when you're Richmond, that's no guarantee either. If you win that, you're top four certainties, I reckon, given your, <laughs> given your history. History? Right, because we're going to beat you in your grand final. Uh, actually, yeah, given given this season, it's been a weird <laughs> year. This will be the year that we uh, have an upset win against you. Yeah, I'm, I wouldn't. I'm, as a Richmond supporter, you don't call it till it's happening. As we've seen with multiple chokes. We'll move on to the Puffers. It's still shit against the top eight. Melbourne got out to a big lead and the Puffers couldn't reel it in. Um, anything out of this yeah. game? Well, um, I heard today on um, one of the one of the stations that as good as Melbourne were, Port were equally as bad. And I think that's probably a good way to sum up that game. Yeah. They, they did to Port what Port did to us a couple of weeks ago, just burst out of the blocks and yeah, like 50 to zero in no time. Port just never looked like it. Like, I don't think they wanted enough really. I don't, I think if you would, I think if the rain came down then you would, once again, you'd see what you saw in Richmond GWS, you'd see Melbourne wanted it more than Port. Mm-hmm. Port didn't want to get their hands dirty or in Wingard's case, his hair. Yeah. <laughs> like there was a yeah. bit of a try for Port, but it was just a dead cat bounce. But speaking of Wingard, do we reckon Kane Corns will call him out for playing up his injuries? <laughs> so I think he might skip his mind. Mm, yeah, piss poor from Kane. He, I, I think he'll conveniently ignore that. I missed the game. Did he? What was the Wingard injury? Uh, he went sure. went off with a sore ankle, and he was back about fifteen minutes later and played the game out. Yeah, but he he's out for a couple of weeks now, isn't he? Or because I, I don't think he's as much of an attention whore as, as Dangerfield. Oh, here we go. I've, I actually, for all the shit that Dangerfield cops, and he does some stupid things like surfing in a suit for no reason and that, that whole attention whore thing with the thing he gave his missus with the, of the thing of him with his arms out, I, did, I thought his presser during the week was highly amusing and I wish people did that sort of thing more often. It was Sheedy-esque. There was a little bit of showmanship to it. You got to back it up though, and they lost, so he looks like a goose. But I don't mind that shit. Wolsey didn't like it. Apparently, he got mad about it. Called him an individual. <laughs> Wolsey knows how to su- fix him up. You get him in the circle at training, and have everyone beat the shit out of him. <laughs> 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 and then, and then if you, and then if he rides in pain, Kane Corns can say he's faking it. But... Serves him right. But yeah, so what 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 do we think of that sort of thing? I didn't mind that, but no, I liked it. But yeah. I liked the props and stuff. I liked yeah. making fun yeah. of the situation. But you have to be able to back it up, and when you don't yeah. back it up, yeah. then you yeah. open yourself up to dickheads like Wolsey. 
mm. making fun of Kane Corns. I think we can all get behind that. But yeah, you got to back it up. And yeah, he wasn't up to scratch. But, but I think that just gave it more legs than it really needed to be. Like you just kept bringing it up. So did so did Chris Scott. Oh, he's really injured. He's really injured. If he is, he is. If he's not, doesn't matter. Yeah. Like they just As... kept kept coming back to it and it made a thing out of something that yeah that was like gotten. you're you're hiding something they're like they're they're fucking more sweeping things under the rug than at the catholic church <laughs> don't mention catholic church sweeping things under the rug you'll piss me off again but port versus melbourne anything else out of this probably hibbard should be all australian that's about it it was a very nothing game mm. port showed us what we expected really they seem to have filled that role of West Coast from a couple of years ago perfectly, and and they might they might still finish fourth just based on a really easy draw. Yeah, but they're opening themselves. They'll probably open themselves up to the straight sets depending on who they end up against. But the problem is, who do you like? In if he, if they did make the top four, like it's not as though other teams have the form either. I would back almost every other team in the running to beat them in finals, though. Even okay. GWS, the way they're playing, will probably still get it done over Port. Like, <laughs> there's no soul, which is hardly surprising. They're only 20 years old. They haven't had time to establish one. But, yeah. Careful, you're going to get a spray from Kane Corns over that, probably. <laughs> Let's move on to Hawthorne won ugly on Saturday. And not, not in the Fremantle Dockers' sense of winning ugly, more in the on-field ugly player spats from ugly players. James Sicily and Taylor Dure, penal. Oh, get nothing in that. Oh. Just just a bunch of blokes getting heated and passionate about uh, their on-field performance. But I guess that's just the way Sicily plays. A bit, uh, bit of aggro about him, uh, getting stuck into the umpire for, for not, not giving, giving a free, free kick, kick that wasn't a free kick. Yeah, he got Falcon and he wanted a kicking in danger <laughs> free kick. So it was a bit bit selfish from him, a bit, uh, bit, yeah, bit misguided but to be fair he'd just been hit in the head and like Clark Clarko said in his presser he was seeing stars uh I'd really like the on-field leadership both from Jure to tell him stop yelling at the umpire you're going to give a free kick away in front of goals and uh great leadership from captain leader legend Ruffy who is absolutely not a flog to come in at, at half time and just diffuse the situation completely so very happy with Look, we had a minor issue, minor outburst, but the way the the way the boys handled it was just excellent. And to be to be honest, when when is there ever a Fremantle game that is not ugly or has an ugly incident like this in some respect? It's just part of the course, really. So two two seconds. Can I ask a question? Does anyone else here think that James Sicily looks like Clayton Oliver? A little bit, but I was actually going to go. I th- thought the best comparison I saw to Sicily after that incident was to Brendan Goddard. What, the pointing? The fucking angry ranger yelling at his teammates. It's very, it's very concerning uh, if he's the new Goddard. Surely the best comparison to uh, Vincent Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> cut off his ear. Fel- ear falconed off by the football. Yeah, just a bit of a uh, sort of bit of a nutcase, but uh, produces some beautiful art. <laughs> yeah, that's a um, that's a long bow to draw. Hang on. Let me find this, and you will agree with me entirely. No, I know what you're looking for. Yeah, there's the old, the not the famous self-portrait, but the, the other portrait looks, yeah, where he doesn't have the beard, looks strikingly like um, Cicely. <laughs> but Clayton Oliver, that's interesting. Why, what, why Clayton Oliver? 
just appearance wise, or is it the yeah, flopping? Yeah, facially. I thought. No, I thought the like facially with when he went fully sick at Duray. I think he mouthed the words "fuck off, cunt." I think <laughs> I said "fuck off, Taylor" is what he what he said. Definitely. <laughs> oh, okay, but yeah, he just had that sort of similar look to Clayton Oliver. That's, that's angry uh, man. Yeah, I mean, you know, he may well be. No, James Sisley is not a ranger, like in oh. the same way that Clayton Oliver is. He's what do you what do you call that shape? Mustard blonde or something? Strawberry the, you know, the kind of mustard strawberry, yeah. blonde. Strawberry blonde, I think. Yeah. Did he drink a cheeky rosé while coming up that colour? Like, there's a clear difference between fucking ranger ranger and like a bit of red in there. Strawberry blonde. Strawberry blonde or mustard blonde, whichever it is. Rosé blonde. blonde. Why are we talking about hair colours? Yeah. You fucking brought it up. More interesting. You call him an angry ranger. And um, I'm just defending his virtue and saying, well, it's really a ranger. Because, like, rangers are ugly and disgusting. <laughs> so strange, Sicily. He, he, yeah, but he's, he's, he's not ugly and disgusting, and he's not a ranger. He's ugly and like, disgusting inside and out, mate. He has no heart. No soul. He has a like soul. Port Adelaide. I can, I Should be playing that. support. That was a very ugly incident, and really, it just it just shows like if if that's how Hawthorne are on field, I, I hate to see what'll happen. Like when Stephen Motlop gets there and starts squibbing and being lazy and shit, even like James Sisley getting in his face, it could get ugly. There could be teammates throwing punches. This is the good bloke culture. Bad culture. Bad culture. Anything else out of this game? I did like the uh, the Hodgie chant that was uh, ringing around the ground from the excellent Perth-based Hawthorne fans in the last quarter. Did you go to this and, game? Uh, I, no, I didn't, but uh, there are excellent Hawthorne fans who went to the game and didn't go to the game, so we're all excellent. <laughs> and uh, we also turned Jack Gunston into an elite defender, apparently. Yeah, that is a big thing. Um, right. 30, 30, 35 disposals at 93% or GTFO. Although, to be fair, it's probably not hard to be a good defender against Fremantle's terrible forward line. Mm. Yeah, no, it was um, pretty interesting to you because you never think of all the players to get pushed into the back line and, well, succeed, if only fleetingly, that uh, Jack would have um, been that guy. But, yeah, good on him. Well, if Liam Jones can do it, I'm pretty sure anybody can. But, yeah, pretty clever coaching move all the same. It's it's a better move than Will Langford permanent forward because that means we get to see at least one sprayed set shot every week. <laughs> I, I would prefer the coaching move of Will Langford to VFL. Um, <laughs> he can play alongside his mate Ty Vickery. They can both spray shots together because... <laughs> Tyrone's lost the only good part of his game since coming to Hawthorne. And if he fucking sprays shots in the AFL, uh, James Sisley will probably punch him out for it. <laughs> oh, that, that's a that's a death sentence for Sicily though. Get, uh, get, get a bit of that uh, spicy mustard blonde uh, on <laughs> show. Nothing else on that game? Uh, Brad Hill had a cry after the game with his old mates, probably thinking, why, why, did, I why did I leave you guys to play with Ross? <laughs> But yeah, um, now nah, Essendon had a win, but they struggled to put away North, who are uh, haven't won in ages. As the group told us, Brown played well. I thought we all played pretty up. Um, all the 
North players played pretty well. I mean, for three quarters, we were right up there and only really fell away in the end. I mean, may as well address it now. The whole tanking thing is just a bit out of line, in my opinion. Um, all you need to do is have a look at our injury list. We, we almost are picking players because they're fit, and that is it. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, um, particularly hearing Tarrant go prior to prior to the bounce, I thought, oh, we could be on the wrong end of a very, very big loss. But, well, we played pretty well, all things considered, and can't have too much um, to say about the endeavour of the club in that game. Always good to see a player join the first kick, first goal club in Josh Williams, who was the player that we got for the Daniel Wells compensation pick. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you had another player join the uh, the first game, no kick, Bob. <laughs> I was gonna, I was about to say you've got the other yes, guy who can join yes. the club next week, despite playing this week. <laughs> oh, Nick! Oh, the poor, poor kid. He was getting into so many good positions and just could oh, not handle. How's the one he dropped? Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm like, because not having Foxtel and being in Perth, I had to watch it on the um, Crown Bed app on my iPad, and I'm just looking at this this iPad and. Going, go on, Nick, mark it. Oh, no. And just throwing it down. It was, oh, my God, it was painful. But he'll be better for the run. Didn't Jonathan Brown have a fairly similar debut? Yeah, like 15 years ago. But, yeah, stats, stats were different then. If you were a stay-at-home forward like John O'Brown, you, you wouldn't get a kick. Like, you had yeah. uh, big blokes who often didn't get a kick even in finals like that uh that brisbane guy i would love to know before today what was the last zero stat game for a player who played out three quarters of a game how long ago that was i reckon we're going back over 10 years it would have to be a long we're going back was he the guy that was the late in for tarrant no the guy that kicked the goal was laid in for Tarrant. But yeah, I feel a little bit sorry for him. But geez, it was it was painful. He <laughs> yeah, it was painful. Yeah, it was. He looked so out of his depth. Oh yeah, and he's skinny and like it was just yeah, it was a bit early for him because he'd come off um he'd come off an injury in the VFL as well, so it wasn't the best preparation for him. But that said, oh, I guess you're tanking man. Please don't say that shit. <laughs> why, why, why would you play a guy coming back from injury if you weren't tanking? Because he was fit. Because he came, he got fit. Like, he, he wasn't injured. Obviously not. He <laughs> He was physically fit. He could run. He could do something. Nor for picking injured <laughs> players now so that they don't win games. Oh, God. Who are you, Sam McClure? <laughs> I, think, I think the tanking thing is an absolute wank. I don't think tanking's happened since the priority pick disappeared. It's just, I think there's enough evidence there to say that if you tank, you'll end up like Melbourne or Carlton in a hole that takes so long to get out of. Yeah, let, yeah. Let, let's be fair. If, if, if they were tanking, they would have played Jed Anderson. <laughs> the other <laughs> thing that amuses me about the tanking debate is that I actually heard on SEN today, I think it was Ralphie, try and say that North leaving Goldstein and Thomas out was ever partly evidence of tanking. I'm just thinking, have you watched Thomas this year or even Goldstein the last month? Yeah, absolutely. Fucking uh, putrid. Yeah. And was um, Lindsay Thomas good in that one game he played as a small defender? Oh, he was. It was more that he. It was he was better. Or was than that him. against Fremantle as well? <laughs> no, that was against Gold Coast, and he was better than expected, I think, and that's probably why people think he had a good game. I completely agree, Stubbins. It was 
Goldstein has been trash for a while now. I mean, you hate seeing your good players do that, but it, it had to. He had to get dropped. It was. He was bereft of confidence. He physically wasn't really hard enough. And I think this will probably lead into another discussion point from this game. But, yeah, it was time to drop him. It just had to happen. And to be honest, if what the media are saying is true and he's on the trade block, you'd be, you'd be playing him if you think if, he's got no if you think he would show. Yeah, well, I don't think he does now. And, and it was, it's astonishing how quickly it's, he's gone from having, you know, well, maybe commanding a first-round pick to... Geez, you he might only just be snake knives. That was what he was up for when there were the rumours of him and the um, North official a couple of years back that was being yeah. talked about and That's that didn't right. eventuate. And I guess because you were still thinking of winning games. Speaking of Ruckman, um, Majak Dor didn't appear to be playing too badly, but Brad was not happy with his efforts. Yeah, yeah. he wanted more aggression or something. And yeah, that was pretty much um, pretty much it. Yeah, so I, th- I think what was saying what was um. I thought he played a very good game and it was really good to see him playing first ruck because I think he's not a forward, he is a ruckman. But yeah, I thought it was a little bit over the top considering some of the stuff that I was talking about before with Goldstein. Particularly, I mentioned on the North podcast a few weeks ago against Fremantle, Goldstein was getting bumped off the ball by people like, Michael Walters and Brad Hill, not, you know, not fries. And he was sort of just getting not a great deal of uh, contact, but falling from it. Now, there could be a Gee, million one Brad, reasons why. Brad Hill, that's an all-time low. It's like letting Hawkins take a bounce on you. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm not trying to put those guys down. I'm just saying that they're proportionately oh, smaller than... Yeah, like, I, I, you know, watched Brad Hill for a number of years. Like, if, if you're getting bowled over by him, there's something wrong. Yeah, and, like, that led me to think one of two things, that he is injured, which is not good, or worse, he is soft as butter, and... What if for... he's just going out your team orders to tank? Mm. <laughs> Let's just Please say... don't get me started. Let's just Didn't say think this. of that one, did you? Dan is someone who's in control at North Melbourne and he's instituted tanking. Yeah, Dan does have a say at North. We had this discussion, didn't we, the other week? <laughs> he's, he's an AFL plan. It's wise away. But at any he's rate... He's gone to ground. He's um, Daniel Nielsen <laughs> from North. <laughs> well, nice segue, because did anyone catch him playing on that failed back alley abortion that is Kale Hooker and Hooker's taunting of him and the fucking dickhead head rub that he gave him after one goal. It's just like, dude, you're still famous for chasing Buddy down a wing, you cockhead. <laughs> and he had a pretty poor game before yeah, that purple patch, for three patch quarters, too. and then he fell into it on a guy who's played, what, how many games in a team? The third game. Like... Kale Hooker represents Essendon. Big, trying really big pants, but reality, you just laugh at them. And there's a the drug cheat bit, too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but the Nielsen ones who left should have just never... retorted with the, uh, the jab. <laughs> so what you need to retort with. Games that don't matter. Uh, the Cole has cruised over St Kilda. Anything cookie? I don't think you even watched this, did you? I saw it on a tiny 20-inch screen, but I was too busy seeing old people trying to punch on, which was immensely more satisfying and quite tense. What, like Kenny punching on with <laughs> fucking someone else in the crowd? <laughs> oh, no, I was out of pub and there was a guy who looked like the grandpa from hey arnold his chin was just fucking 
immense and yeah. Well, so that's a relief. I, I, that's a relief. I thought you were about to say "Hey, Dad!" There, and I got worried for you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Dad versus George Pell. Ah, uh, season's done. We're not getting finals. Sydney, the form seed. That's pretty much it. We'll probably well, finish above you now, and that uh, first round draft pick watch on the St Kilda board's <laughs> going to be a hoot when that happens. <laughs> no, Nick Rios probably going to get the old tap on the shoulder in the coming weeks, and same with Montagna which is going to be an awkward conversation, but for one of them anyway. the first awkward conversation Montagna's had. The Dogs barely kept their season alive with a win over the Suns, who were crap up in Cairns. I really can't think of much out of this game. Chicken kick six. Yeah, that's surprising. They don't really have any other avenues to goal, though. Bit of a cheat ground up there, though, apparently. As David Schwartz pointed out, there's a... It's like it blows a cyclone up there like it does at the Witten Oval. So good to see the dogs have their own cheat ground. Um, probably the only reason they got up in the end. I think every ground is like a cheat ground in a way, except the MCG and uh, Aurora. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just the SCG thinking about that game and how fucking Smooth short is. that ground is suits Sydney style, style perfectly. Like that's more of a cheat ground than Cadinia Park. Carlton's were horrendous against Brisbane, falling 56 points behind. Like, I don't care how well Brisbane played. If you're falling that far behind Brisbane, you're you're taking the piss. And clearly... You're either tanking or shit. Yeah. And in Carlton's case, who knows? Probably tanking. Trying to get another <laughs> number one draft pick. Just to go with all the other ones. They don't have enough. Not enough number one draft picks. Not enough rising stars. Let's get another one. Just to piss North off. They, they know how to tank better than you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's uh, definitely form there, isn't there? Mm, I got nothing out of this game except that Gibbs took till the third quarter to get a touch, so he was half as bad as um that North first game, and he's got no excuse. <laughs> the only thing I saw out of this game was um one of their supposed rising star contenders in Petrescu Seaton taking a bit of a dive after getting a forearm to the throat. Kind of forceful, but not really. And then going down, clutching his face, uh, oh, which, led to, which I which I saw because it led to a, a lot of Melbourne supporters bumping threads on the main board by <laughs> Carlton supporters about Clayton Oliver. Let's move on to the talking points. There's nothing else out of the game, so it don't matter. Pert resigned, which, yeah, Collingwood have their scapegoat. We've lost Morgs a while ago, so we can't get much more out of that. Fell asleep. Presumably he's going to take um, Lethlin's job and get the AFLX back on track. I said he didn't want it. He said he's not going to be working in football. Oh, well, that means he's a certainty. Yeah, didn't James Hurd <laughs> say that for like six months before night and night? <laughs> Full support of the board. I'd be surprised if he didn't take that job. I really would. Like, eventually. He might not take it immediately. He might disappear a bit, and then all of a sudden... They'll play the SOS card, you know. Oh, he's come back. Yeah, to they'll, they'll, they'll get a, They'll get an interim operations manager for like three or six months, and then yep. quietly appoint him in the off season. Yep, exactly right. Because they they won't they won't act while this Collingwood thing's still underway, I guess. Yeah, it'll be enough time to make it look like he hasn't been poached and everything's above board. And the, this is how this is how this shit works. But Collingwood got their scapegoat. Pert <laughs> fucking got out of. That regime, job. which, you know, is pro- is probably not the job it was when he took it and when he was running it for a long time. I don't think he's been on the same page with them, but he's towed the company line as long as he could. And 
when it came time for a scapegoat, it was him, and he yeah. was fairly not happy, but not entirely sad to be that scapegoat at the same time. Yeah. He doesn't have to clean up the Buckley mess when it eventually happens. Hands wiped clean. But <laughs> we got anything else out of that? Oh, I just think of, like, where the club is at the moment and with the expectations from Collingwood supporters, I couldn't see them going through and somebody not copping the bullet and looks like it was him. It's like completely the wrong target. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not yeah, well, jam, whether that... Bucks. Gary Port, yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, just, just, he was obviously bucks in the corner. Does that mean it's safer or is he in more danger? Like, it, it's a... It'll be interesting the next few months. Um, I mean, if he goes, are the, are the members satisfied? Uh, it's so many. There are a fair few questions that it raises. Like, like who's going to replace him? Well, that's it. <laughs> well, re- reading on the bay, there's someone dug up an article from six years ago where Eddie Maguire said Nick Maxwell will be CEO of Collingwood one day. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can you imagine oh, that? Oh. The most unaccountable footballer ever <laughs> comes in to be CEO Thank- of Collingwood in the Think crisis. Yeah, the, uh, the pointing that will be going on in board meetings. <laughs> it was your idea, Eddie. <laughs> like, it won't, it won't happen, but it would just be glorious if it did. I mean, it's, it's hard because you, obviously you never really get a uh, idea of what the uh, the corporate talent is out there for a football club. I mean, it's quite possible it'll just come from somewhere in the business world. Not everyone has a uh, Tracy Gaudry waiting in the wings. <laughs> uh, does Gubby Allen make a comeback? I don't know. Like, you know, yeah, no, it's, a, it's a tough one. Yeah, I got, um, I got nothing else out of this. It's just, this would be one of the most tumultuous years Collingwood's had in probably the last 15 or 20. And no. I don't think it's over yet, despite their win on the weekend. No. We'll, we'll, yeah, learn, we'll and... learn a lot when the dust settles on this season. We'll learn a lot whether Buckley stays, whether any players look to move, all that sort of shit. Can, can they land their big fish in Stephen Motlop? <laughs> <laughs> well, vertical stripes are quite slimming, so mm-hmm. you might be in for sure. Yeah. <laughs> North. The, the hoops wow. add 10 pounds. <laughs> yeah. It still puts him 20 overweight, but well. <laughs> All right, so we're moving on to... We're looking a little bit ahead. We're not taking it one week at a time. None of the cliche footy talk. We're going straight to round 23. And Hawthorne have audaciously asked for a Friday night to farewell the good bloke, Luke Hodge, in his last <laughs> game, conceding that the season is over, despite a couple of wins and a couple of, some decent form. But, yeah, this is... No, good call, fair call. Since the finals buy is, is there, there is no reason for the top teams to occupy the Friday night slot. So you should give it to the biggest game of the round, which yeah, the is tank off. an all-time great, uh, possibly in his last game, against the other uh, reigning premiers. So right move to request it, and I hope the request is, is honoured and we get our Friday night game. If we're giving a Friday night game... To an absolute club legend who was playing his last game, yeah, we should yes. give it to someone who was worthy of it, someone who was toiled. A real good bloke. A real good bloke. Done a lot for charity. Nick Rewald. Mm. I think we're all unanimous. I think I think a universally admired person like Nick Rewald, not... No sniping. Not some convicted drink driver, Luke Hodge. <laughs> Rewell's even managed to find a non-fat American. He's thinking healthy. But is he thinking light and easy? I don't think so. <laughs> is is the reason 
Hawthorne want a Friday night game for this just so that Hodgie can have an extended Mad Monday over the whole weekend? <laughs> after the... <laughs> yeah, just head to the fucking pub straight after the game straight and go on an all-week bender. Yep, exactly right. Oh. Bender through to... He'll, he'll still be there on Monday when everybody else is on Mad Monday. He'll just have started on Friday. I, d- I don't like this i don't like the precedent it sets didn't they do this with luke ball a couple of years ago i remember it was against us and um sydney were meant to have the friday night game but they gave it to us explicitly stating luke ball farewell as one of the reasons why we got no. the friday night in round 23 luke ball like dan wouldn't let him get chaired off there's no way they no, do it for him no it doesn't matter what Dan thinks, it's what the <laughs> AFL thinks and what the precedent they created them. Isn't that if one of the same? <laughs> if they gave Luke Ball the Friday night for his 200th, then surely they should give it to Luke Hodge, who is twice the player. I can't believe that they actually would have done it purely for Luke Ball. There must have been another reason. In that's, that's what I'm saying. Like He's not important enough to make that fixture concession on, particularly before the buy rounds were a thing. That's just... <laughs> No, you need to find me the article on that before I believe that. Citation needed. Yes, citation needed. That's Wikipedia. <laughs> it's fake news, penal. It's probably be fake news. Oh. <laughs> and even if it's true, that was really wrong because, as I said, Dan wouldn't have let him get chaired off. Like, that's... Luke Ball was just... Eh, he was okay. But I don't like the present because, yeah, as Cookie says, why not Nick Revolt? So are you saying there's two... Let, uh, two people who are equally deserving, mm-hmm. and the only way to to solve it is that neither of them get the Friday night, and instead you get the tank off. And yes, on Friday. I, I would I would like to see the tank off. It'll make us want to crave finals a bit more. Yeah, we'll feel, and also if we put them on the Friday night, maybe you know maybe North will be too afraid to actually go through with the tank that they've been doing. Like with all everybody watching them, they might want to win on Friday night. Brisbane and North, two teams that don't get enough yeah. Friday nights, so they want to win. Exactly. I, I, I don't like using premierships as a measure of determining a player's worth. Like, Ryan Schoenmakers is not a better forward than Matthew Pavlich, okay, that's clear. But when you're a guy like Nick Rewalt, who's played in grand finals and has had the opportunity to help your team win a, win a premiership, and instead you go and get smothered by Heath Shaw in the goal square, then... Surely that affects your status, and a guy like so, Luke Hodge, so what uh, saying... who's won two Norm Smiths, elevates himself ahead of you in the all-time great rankings. Rich so what man, you're saying he's is a rich Luke man's Hodge, Nick Maxwell. Luke Hodge, who didn't have an opponent compared to Rewald, who had half a team on his ass. Yeah. One, one carried and... his team, the other got carried there. And that's oh, a Luke, hard Luke, considering how Luke, Hodge is. Luke Hodge... Luke Hodge had an opponent, and he had Matthews... Matthew Stokes was tagging him in that grand final. Oh, Matthew Stokes. <sighs> wow. He is a certain, He is definitely as good as a footballer as fucking Harry Taylor. But you can't say, oh, Luke Hodge yeah. doesn't have an opponent. <laughs> that's, that's one of the dumbest arguments ever. Matthew Stokes is probably too busy finding it, thinking about, knowing it was the grand finals in his last game of the year, he's probably thinking about all the lines he was going to fucking snort. He's probably getting the hookup from Hodgie. <laughs> That's why he's tagging him, he's following around. Hodgie, give me the hookup afterwards. And then Stokes, he gives some the bomber. That's the only reason why he won. Sorted drug deals. I think it would be an entirely fair and good move if the AFL went through with this. It's, it's, you know it makes sense. You know the AFL are going to, they're going to pick 
the stupidest possible game for it. No, they will they will legit go through with this. As they should, and they will be shameless about it, and they will announce it. It'll be a backfire because it won't even be his last game. Or <laughs> <laughs> well, is he going to suit up in AFLX? Oh, no, we're just, we're just going to go on an, an epic winning run and uh, be there in, in, in finals. Yeah, no. It'll be ridiculous. St Kilda will cry. But St Kilda... Actually, no, St Kilda won't cry. They'll be nice about it. No, the, 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 the crying will start when uh, when their first-round pick is actually uh, higher than ours. That's when the crying will start. St Kilda in the last round, Nick Revolt's last game, they'll give him one side of the banner, and then they'll put Luke Hodge on the other side, even though they're not even playing Hawthorne. <laughs> hey, um, our best banner was still against the Hawks this year. Hodge will get the Friday night game. Then it'll be a massive goo fest for the Saturday night, which will be Rewell's last. Then on Sunday, they'll, I don't know. Stevie J's last. It'll be Todd Goldstein's Thank last game for North. <laughs> but one thing I, I, I would look at about the floating fixture, it would be kind of cool to see like games that mattered in terms of finals, teams making finals, be put as the last games. I sort think of some of the how... teams want that because they don't want a full two weeks break. Like Geelong and GWS are apparently yeah. looking at Monday night. Yeah, well, well like, yeah. just have those games. Sorry. Well, we requested the Sunday night, a Sunday game in round 23 last year for that exact reason. And you guys, mm. you should all know we are the power club of the AFL, so we get what we want. And uh, it was granted as it will be this year. So you think that, so, that's um, a precedence? So there's there's no reason to cry about us getting the it's Friday just free night kick game Hawthorne all over again. It's it's <laughs> just we are the AFL's grand final. Deal with it. Okay, so just just to go around, penals obviously in favour. Okay. Cookson. I'm against. There's a more deserving playoff. Lay grill. North and Brisbane for me, please. Yep, North and Brisbane for me too. Speaking of looking forward to games, we'll look at another week later, and Pridham wants finals at the SCG. Andrew Pridham believes that because Spotless Stadium only holds 25,000, which I would have thought is more than enough for GWS or <laughs> Sydney, that they should move it to the SCG, to their Sydney's cheat ground. Um, what do we have on that? It should be no. it. Whichever team places higher, they get the home final. No, then you'll get all well, the G- Geelong G- fans G- fucking... <laughs> <laughs> wanting their oh, cheat GWS ground. Aren't gonna, GWS aren't going to have a home final this year anyway, so the point is moot, but... Um... No... They might because um no, first week they they draw an elimination no, final. No, their draws fucked. They'll be lucky to finish eighth. People are always locked out of games in finals. It's no excuse for moving games for no reason. I think there's a pretty obvious solution here that will placate Andrew Pridham as well as not moving the game. And all they have to do, the AFL and GWS, all they have to do is just put a little bit of decoration up, a little bit of. Do some modifications <laughs> over at Spotless Stadium. Make it look a little bit more like the SCG. Just give off the appearance that it's the same thing, and Andrew Pridham won't be able to tell the difference. We know he has a history of this. He can't spot just, a fake. Just put, a, <laughs> just, just put a frame around the stadium <laughs> and call it the SCG. And <laughs> change all job the, done. Change all the signage around the ground, and yeah, I don't, I don't, I think Pridham will. Suppose probably won't care, but at least Pridham would be satisfied, and then. If they pretend it's the SCG, then maybe Kenny will get lost and won't turn up either. So win, win, win. <laughs> just to, um... So just just to confirm, did he request SCG or ANZ? Uh, apparently, look, the first article I read 
suggested ANZ, which hasn't been used for any football since that final last year. Then I heard later in the week, the S- he said it, apparently further to that, he mentioned the SCG if ANZ's no good. So... That's, yeah, okay. So wanting to get it shifted to their own cheat ground yes. instead of their opponents if they are uh, that... winning up the final. That, I can't believe that... someone would have the balls to go to the AFL and make a completely <laughs> egregious request like that. It's just... <laughs> just a club that always gets looked after by the AFL has a history of this sort of thing. Thinks they can get away with it. I know who 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 does he think he is? Yeah, it's disgusting, disgusting. Question time. Not Cookie asks who has the biggest ego, Cookie or Patrick Dangerfield? Patrick Dangerfield, just yeah. I'm I'm gonna go with Danger. Like Cookie's story about it um, being a. He was panicking and just wanted something to say quickly. I'll, I'll, I'll buy that. Cookie hasn't got a history of being a stuck-up, arrogant flog, whereas uh, Patrick Dangerfield does. So I'll, I'll have to say Danger's worse, and this was just a one-off from Cookie. I have not surfed in a suit, so it's clearly Dangerfield. <laughs> I'm going to say Cookson because he's always telling us these stories about his mate Dennis, and he's clearly in love with his own life more than the subject of the football. I haven't said a story for two weeks. And... <laughs> oh, no, but, but last last week was all about James. Yeah, that's it. You went you went on a date to Baby Driver. I saw Dunkirk as well this weekend. It was loud. See? Always talking about yourself. I'm talking about movies. <laughs> I was looking for any reasoning I could there just to throw it at Cookie because not Cookie was angling for an answer. He wants, he wants the answer to be Cookie. <laughs> okay, Cookie. <laughs> That's that's answer. a leading question. That should not be answered. <laughs> Bosk is correct. Push polling. Bosk wants to know short statured razor rays known for craving power and attention. When he's an umpiring, how does he fill in his spare time? Sucking massive dicks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say he's he strikes me as the type of ticket inspector. That, or parking inspector, the really unsympathetic type that would be just that would just love to hand out the fine for the slightest indiscretion, you know. The chain inspector that gets you for putting your feet on the seats. That's Razor Ray. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the the parking inspector that's waiting by your car with the like stopwatch and a and a timer, just waiting <laughs> for the thing to be one second over so he can write that ticket. I've got to say. I actually think um, what he does, I, I think he actually records from the umpire's mic every game, and then he just goes back during the week and listens to it ad nauseum. He goes, yeah, that was a good singer there. <laughs> you know, oh, that was a great free kicker called there. I remember that. I yeah. reckon he does that, but I reckon he does it when he's in the bath and he's trying to get hard, because that's the only yeah. thing they'll do it. Bath. In a dark room, smoking a cigar. <laughs> oh, I was on fire. LeGrill, you had a question. Going on from last week's conversation about hocking medals for all the millions of games that seem to have a medal these days, has James Heard been listening to the podcast? I have noticed that his um, Anzac Day medals are up for grabs, so are they good enough to be used in his favour for a legal case, but not good enough to keep in his house? Well, he's clearly, yeah, he must be selling them for crack. <laughs> or, or for child or... support to pay for that weird French baby he had with that mistress. <laughs> weird French baby. 
Or is this um, chocolate venture really tanking and he needs to raise a bit of cash? Trying to keep the chocolate venture afloat. <laughs> this is just like if we were to sell our Flogcast badge, our medals for the 150th episode, I think. But it clearly shows him, he's disrespecting the Anzacs by doing this. Like, you know. Yeah, I, I didn't think about that, 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 that angle. That's I wish he'd sell his Norm Smith, then he couldn't fucking present the next one. <laughs> no, surely he waits till he's had his turn. Yeah, and then he, then he sells it. I'm gonna, I'm, I can't wait to boo that cunt. But <laughs> I, I got my full MCC membership this year. I'm going to the grand final. I don't care who's playing. I'm going to get to boo him. Just to clarify, I didn't mean the... The baby was weird because it was French. I'm not a racist like that. I mean, the baby was weird because it's a born out of wedlock to a mistress who just happened to be oh, French. Oh, holy shit. That never happens anymore, does it? And the father is a degenerate scum fuck. Yeah, he was taking the same drugs as the players, so there's possible defects. Yeah, he, he, was, he, he was on the Milano tan, so the uh, the, the, player, the the baby probably does have some birth defect, and so weird is quite accurate. Who was the one to help his boner? <laughs> That's so much worse than what you tried to clarify you weren't saying. Well, you, that, you, that you led me to that path like, <laughs> like Bosk. Speaking of babies, I have a question. Which has more people? The crowd at a Collingwood game at Etihad, the crowd at any North Melbourne home game ever, or the crowd at uh, the baby formula aisle at a Woolworth supermarket? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're not into racial profiling at all, judging by this picture. I'm going to go to the crowd at the uh, Woolworths baby formula aisle. Yeah, no, I, I know how scarce that shit is, so, um, yeah, I'm definitely going with that one. You know what? If they put baby formula inside the football, West Coast could recruit a whole bunch of these people and they'd never lose the contested possession count again. <laughs> these people. <laughs> <laughs> You people. All of you. Next question. It's time to move on. There's a couple of questions here that I'm just going to reel off all at once. Bestie asks, is Ruffhead, Jared Ruffhead, a flog? Bosk asks, is Bestie a flog no. for asking if Ruffhead is a flog? And Smeghead asks, is yes. Bosk a flog for quoting himself in his SIG? Yes. Ruffhead's a flog? No. I said no, yes, and yes. Okay. Uh, I think he got it in one. No, yes, and yes. <laughs> no, Ruffhead's not a flog. Yes, Vesti's a flog. Yes, Boskers. Yes, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, they're both flogs, and Ruffhead is not. Yeah, <laughs> stop leading fucking question. Yeah, <laughs> leading question. Okay, I mean, I probably speak for seventy-five percent of the people on this podcast. It's this Hawthorne Geelong shit fight just gone beyond the joke now? Oh, it's it's been it's been shocking for like it's hard to remember when it wasn't awful. There was a time where it wasn't awful. It's just I can't even remember what that was like. They can never switch off. It's like, it's going to be Tuesday and they'll still shit fight. I mean, come on. Do you have With life? most things, okay. Yeah. With most rivalry, there's a period of time where it's genuine. There's a period of time where it's excessive yeah, think... but funny because it's excessive. And now it's not. The last time it was funny was 2012 grand final week and after when all the Geelong flogs turn coded to sydney for that week avatars. and then ugak screenshotted every single one of them and put them in the video and took the piss out of them ever since then yeah so i, I mean admittedly that's around the time i joined big footy so that's only the rep frame of reference i have but the time i remember it kind of starting to go off the cliff was really that off season where 
the Geelong supporters just took the grand final trolling and then Cat Wrangler made that thread about Blycaps or whatever his name is. And that 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 was like the original shit fight thread because <laughs> it was 250 pages or the something. original monumental shit fight. It was all Wrangler's fault. <laughs> so, yeah, around that uh, 20, 2012 off-season and then in the 2013 season where they uh, they won those meaningless home and away games against us and the shit fighting just kept going on and then we won the final and then Bosk sent that legendary PM <laughs> filthy. Um, last question, established 1997, who's more likely to be this year's straight sets laughing stock in the Bay 13 off-season? GWS, the Puffers, Richmond, the Cats or the Camrys? I'll, I'll go with the Puffers just for all the reasons we said earlier. They're mm. um, likely to fall into fourth. Easy draw, and then can't beat the team. I've got a question. Why did 1870 give every team a sort of uh, piss take of the name except for Richmond? His own self, his own side as well. Can you think of anything? There should be, there's plenty of... Tigers, the yeah. disappointments, the hardwicks. Yeah. Ninesman, shit mound. <laughs> um. The boys. <laughs> the boys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, good point. Do we have any theories as to why he left that out? He's secretly a Richmond plant. Maybe he's leading to the <laughs> answer. <laughs> yeah, Perhaps he like, doesn't if, want to upset. If the, I uh, use joke names for the other four teams, maybe they'll think I'm joking and therefore Richmond is the only possible answer. <laughs> That's some people's kind of the, investigation. See what, see what you started, Bosk. Mm. <laughs> Bosk's fault. <laughs> Old Officer Bosk. <laughs> you know what? Instead of asked answering questions, I think we should start asking some questions. Question for yes. you, Bosk. Do you have a mustache? Do you dress up like a member of the YMCA? And Village do you own arseless chaps? Just answering for it. And more importantly, do you have a microphone and Skype so you can come on and protect yourself in person? This week on the Bay, three of the week, what we got? Hi, Vesti. Why are we saying hi, Vesti? Because he always likes this bit for some oh, reason. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, because we talk about him. <laughs> oh, believe me, we'll be talking about him today. <laughs> Not uh, quite yet, though. Can I just say, since we're on this week on the Bay, whilst whilst you guys think about it, I've got to say Valet to a Bay 13 favourite, particularly of Pack Lunch. Has anyone seen that Microsoft Paint is... Yes, the... I did see that. Yeah, so Pack Lunch, the, the golden era is over, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> How can we shit person for paint? What is this sorcery? Sad day for uh blackest day in transport. <laughs> I'm numb. But yeah, thread of the week. What we got? I'm trying to find something. You know what? I did like the uh things more mathematically possible than Hawthorne reaching finals. The uh the Joelman medal was good, I think. I'm typical selfish Hawthorne and good bloke, it's all about him. Um, now nah, that thread was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Jared Ruffett is a flog. I, mu- I much preferred uh, Les Norton's effort. Clarko is the goat next dynasty just around the corner. Give it a rest. What did Brad say to Madge had potential, but I don't know if it really... Ma, no. <laughs> Mario's thread on the main board. Mario's thread on the main board melting about the crowd. Oh, what did your missus or hubby think? I thought that was actually, again, another one that probably had a lot of potential and it could have been quite funny, but people didn't get into the spirit of it. Yeah, I'm leaning towards the Joelman. Yeah, we'll give it to Joelman that. medal. Yeah. 
All right, flog of the week. I'm guessing this is where we talk about Vesti penis. Yeah, look, I do this and it hurts me because Vesti has proven himself to be a good poster over time. And so it's like I've got a fire of warning shot. But really, lately, he's been dropping off. And maybe maybe he's doing a model because he's shown, he's shown potential in the past. He's just not living up to in the moment because, like, all these posts in the past week have been either Horfy saw anus 1963 or the boys likes boys. Really, it's just, like, he's turned into a cross between Alter Rob and Divi Blues at the moment with the fucking Hawthorne anus and tire boys bashing. And like that's 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 the most dramatic fall from grace. It's red mist. Like fake that guy suicide or something. <laughs> oh, that was bad. Yeah. So Vesti, lift your game. I know you can give more, but for all the fucking Divi Blues esque the boys references, not to mention the Hawthorne shit, you get my nomination for Vlog of the Week. I already sort of mentioned Morgs for melting it up in the the goey Laverde thread. I'm just going to go. Let's just go. The person who was going 50Ks on the freeway when I was driving home tonight, that guy gets it. Speed <laughs> limits are there for a reason. You fucking stupid shit truck. Luke Hodge was probably drunk. Actually, can I just, uh, Flog of the Week, dishonourable to Black Flag for going full pop-up sprinkler when Carlton started to come back and starting a thread about it only for him to, when he thought they were coming, but they weren't. <laughs> he could not smell when Carlton were coming. Um, but yeah, I'm happy to give it to Vesti because we'll know he's listening and <laughs> to this section. And so, penal has spoken. There's a reminder for you, Vesti. Just don't get ahead of yourself like um, Patrick Dangerfield. He, he, li- he likes hearing himself talked about. I guess he's like Razor Ray. Maybe he is Razor Ray. That would explain the Geelong favouritism. <laughs> and all the dicks. <laughs> I don't think this will dissuade him. I think he will wear it as a badge of honour being Flog of the Week. No, I mean, if, if, he, if he is Razor Ray, which I think he is, we've cracked the puzzle here, police constable, <laughs> he, he will take it to heart. Oh. Dishonourable to Dibbles as well, just for sooking it up in the Sicily thread. More of a sook than Sicily. And I bet Dibbles is not even as good-looking as Sicily is. Or, Don't insult or, the or, girl. I or, or, or worse looking, depending on how you would um, put well, it. I don't think he's got yeah. mustard hair. No, D- Dib- Dibbles is a full-blown ranger. He's not even strawberry blonde. <laughs> Dibble- Dibbles is just blood nuts all the way down. Ranger Kenny. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to next week's games. What are we going to do with this? We're going to... Coin it? Are we going to take tips? What are we going to do? Let's just roll the dice again. Right, odds and evens. Hawthorne, Sydney. All right. Sydney. North Melbourne. North Melbourne versus Melbourne. North. GWS, Frio. Uh, we got Frio. Port Saints. Port. Gold Coast, Richmond. Gold Coast. Carlton, Geelong. Carlton. Bulldogs Essendon. Dogs. Collingwood Adelaide. Collingwood. West Coast Brisbane. Brisbane. Any final words on this round coming up? Yeah. I'm very hopeful that Hawthorne and the Dogs 
we'll put Essendon and Sydney back a step this week, and I think it's quite yeah, likely the, as well that the, both will. The lose. fucking Swans fans have just been way too chirpy, mm. thinking they're on a unbeaten run. To making the flag. making finals fixture requests. Like who do they think, who do they think they are? Hawthorne. The arrogance. <laughs> like, they're this, not even this, there. This, this would be great. Like it, it, even if we win out, we still not guaranteed to make the finals. So, of course, the Hawthorne supporters have not been getting ahead of themselves too much yet. In terms of this season, of course, the the talk about future years and being another dynasty—that's perfectly accurate. But we're not we're not going the early crow in this season. But the Sydney supporters have been, so it'd be nice to knock them down a peg. I mean, unfortunately, we, we keep beating them over there, and they keep beating us in Melbourne lately. So hopefully we can reverse that you trend. You beat them at the cheat ground, you can't beat them in Melbourne. Maybe Melbourne's their cheat ground. Maybe if, you, if you're the fucking cola swans who have a... Yeah, they, they, they keep whinging about get the Bulldogs getting a flag gifted them by the umpires... But they've got a fucking cokehead cheating cunt that continually gets off charges for charging players in the head. They're the cheat club. They're the cheat club. Every ground they play at is a cheat ground for them. <laughs> and they've got they've got Kenny and Ranga, Ranga Kenny in the crowd. You're Can't have two mascots. <laughs> Kenny and Mustard Kenny. Uh, yeah, I, gotta, I don't have I don't have much else um. out of this. Um, I think GWS get back on track, but Port St Kilda could be interesting. You need to win this one, Cookie. We'll know whether you're top eight or not. It's do or die. I don't know. It's, I feel like apart from Friday night, this round's going to be kind of bland. So let's hope for the Lowell's Cotton can beat you along. <laughs> the Justin Murphy Cup. Grill before we do leave. North are playing Melbourne, who I think I think if you lose this one, they'll start to catch on that you're tanking if you lose this one. You, I think you need Yeah, to, I, I get where you're coming from. You need to have a sneaky win here, otherwise they'll they'll everyone will realise that you are tanking. The, yeah. gig, the gig will be up. Yeah, the uh, seven yeah, the seventeen in a row. Yeah. I, I would think that we it, it depends. I think if Zebel's fit, because it's at Tassie and the way cheat ground. Yeah, our cheat ground. I think we're, you know, quite a good chance. But, uh, but yeah, it's... Um, maybe, it's maybe, one maybe, one you're, maybe your cheat ground will help that guy get a kick. <laughs> Nick <laughs> Larkey. Enjoying the first kick, be... first goal club. I re- you know what? That would be Second a real... Second game, first kick, first that would be, goal. That would be I a really good story. <laughs> <laughs> It would be the most obscure football stat. First kick, first goal, second game. He'd he'd be in his own club, club of his own. I'll put it to you that by the time Nick Larkey's career is finished, Ryan Burton will be a mere shadow. Two players have done it before. I've just found the stats. Two players have done it before. Mark Williams, a.k.a. Mr. Shotgun, and... um, Fabian DeLuca, who went pickless in his first two games and then got a (laughs) goal with his first kick in his third game for Port Tower back in uh, 06. There's a record for Larky to beat. He's got to get through. He's got to get all match. He's got to get through another game kickless. So what? Hang on. Was there one with a third? Yeah. Third game kickless in his first two. He He was a ruckman, if I do remember correctly. Yeah, he was a um, 
one of the first late round rookie listed Ruckman picks. Yeah, I think it was in the Carlton era where they were basically picking anyone who knew about the game of football. Uh, his, bro- his brother was at Carlton. Yeah. Oh, the, right. the younger brother from Port Power. Okay. <laughs> oh, shit. That's a fair stat. But Larky can join that club. Mate, he'll be ripping He'll be ripping teams apart in a couple of years, and you will just remember this conversation. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy, his career stats, he played 11 games in his career and had 11 kicks. <laughs> It's just the Luca still. Yeah. It's like the whole... That, that uh, brings a new meaning to getting a kick. <laughs> getting, <laughs> getting a kick every game. I wonder if any of the, uh, many of those were smothers, uh, smothered as well, because it still counts as a kick. So. <laughs> yeah, but he's in the first kick, first goal club. Lots of players aren't in that. <laughs> he had 17 clangers in his career. <laughs> <laughs> He literally had oh. more clangers than kicks. <laughs> so, so uh, Larky had two clangers and no kicks on the weekend. So what constitutes a clanger? Like a blatant unforced error? A free kick against. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah free oh. kick against uh, as well as a clanger kick. So literally all his kicks must have been clangers. Except the one that went through for a goal. <laughs> except, the, except the goal. <laughs> so because literally... All his frees against but aren't enough, so all his all his free kick all his kicks would have been clangers. <laughs> oh, poor Fabian. Hey, Larky Larky could join him. Uh, no chance of that happening. Sorry, Nick, I've just put the moz on your career, mate. Yeah, you yeah, <laughs> say that on here. He's he's gonna get to eleven games. He's cursed. Eleven games with no kicks. <laughs> And 17 clangers. All right, so this was the Flogcast for round 19, the 150th episode. Starburns joined by Cookson. Goodbye, all. Lee Grill. Bonjour. And Penal. Where's my gold badge? <laughs> Where's Morgs? <laughs> she just dropped out and then... Dehydration after all the degooey, degooey goo. Degooey, degooey. <laughs> Thanks for listening and we'll see you next week.